Grace and peace to all from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. My name is Mzamo. My name is Stirman. It's a privilege for me to share the word of God today to you, church, my brothers and sisters, by grace of God. Our scripture reading today comes from the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 1. Only one verse. Let me read it here. Freedom is what we have. Christ has set us free. Stand then as free people. And do not allow yourselves to become slaves again. If I were to give a title to our message today, I would say, we are justified by faith through the help of the Spirit. Abraham believed God and it was counted on him as righteousness. And, the, and God promised him in Genesis chapter 12 verses 3 that through you, Abraham, because you believed me, all the nations of the world will be blessed through you. Church, this is the word of encouragement. But the author of this letter, Paul, is writing this letter under stress. He's under stress because the churches in the Galatian area were founded by him. But all of a sudden, he found that there are Jewish Christians who have crept into the churches. And that they are coming with the wrong teaching. So he is writing this letter under stress. Thinking of the flock. He is under stress, under stress. You can even have a look. I mean read the whole book. And you would see that. You would see him showing a strong character or as he writes this letter. The other versions are say, like King James says, stand fast therefore in the liberty wherein Christ has, ma has made us free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. He's using this metaphor of the yoke just to alert them or to say to them, guys, you need to be alert here. Because the false teachers have crept in. 
That was way back in around about 59 or 53 AD when this letter was written. And it is still the case even now in our situation. They are false teachers. These Jewish Christians were saying to the Gentile believers, in order for you to be saved, you need to be circumcised. You need to observe the law of Moses. And you need to do everything, the sacrifices and all those things. But Paul is saying here, Christ and him alone is enough. It is the situation even with us today. It is easy to get teachers through the media and through other means of correspondence. It's easy to get teachers who will creep in and tell you what to do, what not to do. And some, they will come sometimes and say, there's a special service, there's a special anointment. Come to this service, come to this, whatever it is. But Paul, writing under stress, is saying here, Christ is enough for you guys. That is the message even today. I want to touch base on three things. I want to touch on the word stand fast or stand firmly. What does it mean for us as believers to stand firmly? We need to stand firmly in the freedom that is given to us by Christ. He did it all for us. We didn't have to do anything. It is by grace that we are saved through faith and not, on, and not by all our own doing. We didn't have to do a thing. It is just a thing of God. God just decided to send Christ to die on the cross for us, for our sins to be forgiven. You are forgiven, guys. I want to tell you that. Don't doubt it. If there could be some teachers coming and saying, no, you need to do this, you don't, you don't have to. Christ and him alone. It is, from, it is by grace. It was by grace. It will be for grace that will be with the Lord. We, still, we, we, we need to stand firm in the glory of God. God is counting on each one of us and he is glorified. As you go to the shopping center, God, you are carrying the God's glory. Stand firm in the, in the glory that you have in God. Stand firm from sin, not, not from the indwelling of it, but from the dominion of sin. Stand firm from the, from the tyranny of, of Satan. He's a liar. He will keep on lying to us. He will always tempt us. We are not, we are not free from being tempted by him. He will also insult us, guys. Stand firm, guys, because you are not under law. 
the law was for Jews. The Bible says if you observe law, you will live from it. But for us, it's not about law. Law is good. If you go back to the Bible in Genesis chapter 1, verses 3, verse 3, chapter 3, verse 15, God's promise is that the Son will come and he will destroy the serpent. And God has kept that promise throughout. We are the people of the promise. You are a person of the promise of God. We are free, stand firm from the moral law. We are, we are free from that. We are free from the case of condemnation. No one can condemn you, even if sometimes as preachers we condemn you behind this pulpit. Know for the fact that you cannot be condemned by anyone. We are free from those. We are free from the case of condemnation. Guys, we need to stand firm because as, as a church and, uh, and also as individuals, we have an access to God. You can go individually to God and pray to God. He knows you. He knows you by name. It's good to pray as, as, a, as a group, as a church, corporately, but you can as an individual approach God. You are his valuable child. Peter, in the book of Acts, chapter 15, verse 10, in Jerusalem, there was, a, there was a leadership summit there. And he said, the commandments, the circumcision, and the multitude of the sacrifices do not lead to salvation. He had observed the Gentiles coming to faith. And he also observed the Holy Spirit coming and impacting those Gentiles. Then he was, he was sharing with the leaders and saying, guys, this is amazing. We are seeing Gentiles, people who are the non-Jews, coming to faith, and we've witnessed the Holy Spirit impacting those people. Stand firm on that, guys. Salvation comes from God. It's for all people as the promise is saying to, in, the, in, in Genesis chapter 12, 3, that the promise of Abraham is that all nations will be blessed. The challenge is for us now. When you see the other people, even if... Don't worry about their condition or where they stay or how they look like. When you see them, see this creation of God. That God, your God is a God who is able to save even this trash that you see. Our God is also capable of saving even the, our president. Our God is so powerful, guys. Imagine if you, were, if you were to share a word of God with the president and just bring him to faith. Christianity, as, as I said, it begins under grace. 
continues under grace and is not under law. You are not under law. The fruit, the fruit of grace is the, the fruit of the Spirit. In the same chapter, verse 22, Paul there outlines those fruits, the fruit that you will have as a believer. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Where you will forgive even the, the, the people that are hurting to you. If we remember Jesus Christ when he hung on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know nothing. We are called to be such, such, such kinds of people. Our God is such a great God, guys. I want to touch base on the freedom that you have just reminding ourselves that as believers we are children of the free woman. John chapter 3 verse 29 says, Rejoice with joy. You have all been chosen for freedom, guys. Chosen by God, freed by Christ, and dedicated to serve others. In Ephesians 3, verse 8 to 9 says, It is by grace that we are saved, and to do the good works. It doesn't start with works, but it starts with grace. Martin Luther, one leader of the Reformation, way back 500 years ago, was so moved by this epistle, epistle to the Galatians. He found truth in this one. And this epistle as well revolutionized Christianity. This, it, it tells us who we are in Christ, that it is not by our works, it is not by law. It is not observing the days. Some religions observe the dates. They observe the time. They observe the moon. They observe the sun. And they bow to those things. But with us, it's Christ and him alone. We are not called to a cloudy and a vague spiritual world, but along with the first century believers, we are called into the world that is filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Here, here Paul is saying to the, to the Christians and Galatians, guys, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Without being filled with the Holy Spirit, we cannot get the revelation of God upon ourselves. We need the, God, the Holy Spirit day in, day out. How do we go about that? Pray. Pray without ceasing. Pray and ask God. We can ask. 
We have an access to our God. Ask for the impartation of the Holy Spirit. Day in, day out. When you, when you hear people or some teachers coming from anywhere, even the teacher behind this pulpit, ask God for a discernment spirit. Say, God, what is it that you are telling me here? Because you've got that. It's, it's built into you. Ask for the Holy Spirit. I want to touch base on the last one. Paul says, uh, don't become, don't allow yourselves to become slaves again. In the other interpretation, he speaks of the yoke of bondage. I used to be a shepherd boy. I used to look after the sheep of the family, and I was a shepherd boy. And we also had some cattle at home. There were times of when we would go and plow the fields. We would put the yoke between the two, two cows, two kettles. One, uh, one, one kettle this side, one the other one that side. And they would pull whatever we want to pull, pull the plow or whatever load we would want to, to, to pull. And they would, they would obey us. They would stay under that yoke till we are finished. He's coming with this uh, metaphor for us just to remember oxen that are, that are plowing. They cannot get, get, get free. They are not free until their masters set them free. But in your case and in my case, we are not under any yoke. The yoke of circumcision, the yoke of the law, we are free in Christ. Just want to share a story. I was in Cape Town at, in, in one of the in a in a in a in, a, in an advanced uh, training of some kind. I was with Joey. Uh, Craig Wilcox uh, hosted us and after the seminar we went to the shopping center to buy some stuff. We went in various shops. I went to Pick and Pay to buy some shaving stuff because I had, apparently I had left my shaving stuff here at home. So uh, I went to buy. As I was in the queue there was a, a, a one lady in front of me when I was looking for, for, my de, for my debit card, I, I looked throughout my, all, all my pockets. It was not there. Only to find out I've got only 40 rand, and the stuff that I had picked up was plus or minus 150 rand. And I, I said to myself, okay, let, let me return this stuff. This lady, was, I didn't know that he was, she was looking at me. She looked at me and said, can I pay, can I pay for you for this stuff? I said, no, no, no. I'll go to the, to the car and get some money. She said, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll pay for you. Apparently, I said, okay, pay. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I didn't like it. It was kind of an embarrassment. Okay, she, she paid. She, she paid for her stuff. 
and she paid for mine. She took the the pay I mean the cash slip. And also the she also bought a plastic bag for me to put the stuff in. She put the 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 the, the, the cash slip onto this bag. And also she she signed that she has paid for this. And then she said, okay, bye-bye. And she said to me, okay, Mr. Silman, enjoy your day, have a great day. And I looked at her, what? Mr. Stillman. When I looked, after that, I noticed that I had a, a name tag. But what stands out from this lady is that she saw a need in me. Okay, there was no need as such because I had money, I had my debit card, but she jumped into the opportunity of serving, her, of serving me. And she, she was so happy. I was not so happy, but at least the whole stuff was paid for. That's what is happening to you guys. All your sins, all your trans transgressions, are paid for in full. Just want to share that. Just want to share that with you. So stand firm. Don't allow yourself to be under the yoke of false teachers. Grace and, free and freedom are not a license to sin. Let me say that. Grace and freedom are not a license to sin. Can I say that again? Grace and freedom are not a license to sin. Sin enslaves, guys. Sin is addictive. You do it today because nobody sees you. You do it tomorrow because nobody sees you. You do it the third day even if there's somebody who sees you now. We need to remember that we are people who have died and been buried with Christ. So sin cannot reign over us. We cannot allow sin to master our lives, guys. We are to seek the power of the Holy Spirit time and again. Because the devil will always tempt you. The devil will always insult you. That's when you need to always ask every day. If you get today's blessing, you wake up tomorrow, say, God, I, will, I need today's blessing. I need your, your Holy Spirit to rain on me, fill me, fill me, fill me that such that <coughs> the power of the Holy Spirit overflows onto the others so that they will know, they will notice, and they will ask, what is, what is it with you, Matt, Mark, Mark Wood, what is it with you? There's something with you. People will notice you. Ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, guys. Let us use our freedom to bless and build others. If you see a need, just bless. But I want to say, 
bless out of abundance. Don't bless today, then tomorrow you don't even have a, a cent to buy chocolate for, for, for your kids. Bless out of abundance. Or bless when the Holy Spirit tells you to bless. I heard this pastor one day, he's my friend. He's a pastor in Alice. He was buying some stuff uh, at Tanzania Mall. Then he met up this man who was, who was kind of drunk. Then this man asked for money for bread. And he said, nah, you'll use it for liquor. Then he went into the shop. As he was buying, the Holy Spirit said to him, it's not your money that is in your pocket, it's my money. Why did you deny that man money to buy bread? And as soon as he went out of the shop, he was looking for that beggar. And he went all over. He, find, he found the guy sitting on the pavement. The guy was looking down, so distressed, just so hungry. Then he said, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad I found you. Here's the bread man. And the man said, you know what? I, I was in the brick of, of losing, out, losing it out. Because since this morning, I was asking people for bread money. We need, we need to open up for God. God speaks, guys. He speaks. He speaks. He has a faint voice. Very slow voice. We need to open up to God. He's ready to speak to each one of us even today. Just open up. Just open up. Just open up. Whatever you are going through, just open up to God. He's faithful. He's a big God. He's God of all. You don't need to do anything. We need to stand up against those who enslave us with rules, with methods, or specific conditions for being saved or growing in Christ. Sometimes as people of God, as church, we've got programs. Sometimes they are not godly programs. We need to revisit and look at the programs that we have. We need to pray for our leaders as well. We need to be unselfish, guys. Unselfish in our desires as well. Lest we fall back into sin. In conclusion, it is Christ who made us free, guys. We are not, we are not free born, but on the contrary, we are home born slaves. I want to quote the, the, the words of Smith Wigglestein, Wigglesworth, in fact. In his devotional journey, journal, he says, Christ will not be the savior of any who will not own and rely upon him as their only savior. 
Let us take heed to the warnings and, persu and persuasions of the apostles to steadfastness in the doctrine and liberty of the gospel. All true Christians being taught by the Holy Spirit wait for eternal life, the reward of righteousness, and the objection of their hope as the gift of the God by faith in Christ and not for the sake of their own works. The Jewish convert might observe the ceremonies or assert his liberty. The Gentile might disregard them or might attend to them, provided he did not depend on them. No outward privileges or profession will avail to acceptance with God without sincere faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. True faith is working grace. It works by love to God and to our brothers. May we be, be the number one of those who through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. The danger of old was not in, in the things, no consequences in themselves, as many forms of observations now are. But without faith working by love, all else is worthless. And compared with it, with it other things are of small value. It is by grace we are saved, church. Fortunately for us, we are given the word of God. We must always search, like the believers in Berea, in Berea. after Paul would preach or, or Peter would preach, they, when they go home, they would search the scriptures if what the preacher was, was if, the, if, if it was true, what the preacher was saying. We need to do that. Heritagely, as, as Baptists, we are known as people of the word. We need to search the scriptures time and again, time and again. Our treasure is in the book, is in, in, the, in the scriptures. With the help of the Holy Spirit, we, we will easily understand what God is saying to us through his scriptures. We are going to pray. I'm going to ask Pastor John to pray for us and close this service in prayer. And I pray as I'm walking towards him that the Holy Spirit impacts all of us today. Pastor John, sit down. Thank you, loving Father, that we've been enclosed in your presence this morning. Thank you that our minds have been exercised through hearing your word. And thank you, Lord, for the sense that we feel of the presence of your spirit. We're so grateful for these blessings, Lord, through which our lives are so gloriously enriched.
For Lord, we haven't been left in our forlorn situation where we have to depend only upon ourselves. We've come to realize the value of your truth, that as we cherish it in our hearts and love you with all our souls, that your spirit can work in each one of us in some wonderful way or other. And Lord God, we want to be at your command. We want to be useful to you and your kingdom. And we pray that as our minds have been challenged this morning through your word and the possibilities that it brings when we are willing to be obedient, Lord God, we realize all sorts of wonderful things open up for us. And so we pray, Lord God, that instead of being filled with our own ideas and all our own plans, we will realize what a glorious thing it is that we can be involved with you, Lord, with your plan, and that your spirit can guide us and empower us and lead us and help us so that we can be a blessing. Come down upon us quietly now, Lord, and bless each one of our hearts. Thank you for your servant, Lord, who's reminded us of so many of your truths. Thank you, Lord God, for the power of your word. But Lord, we long to know the power of your spirit working so dynamically within us that we realize, Lord, even we can be used to magnify your name and to help others and to bring change and transformation. Lord, your longing is to work in us and through us. We pray that you'll find our hearts ready as we bless you for your goodness and worship you in spirit and in truth. For Christ's sake, amen. amen.